Welcome to See Me After Class. This is a podcast by two New Zealand secondary school teachers based in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. We operate out of classrooms that look out over the most stunning mountain ranges in the bottom of the South Island. And it's my pleasure to introduce Renee Plunkett, who is a fourth year English teacher. And sitting here with me is Chris War, a teacher with 17 years under his belt from both overseas and here in New Zealand. And Renee, apart from being a teacher, is also an avid gardener. And Chris also enjoys triathlon. This podcast is about the day-to-day realities and joys and sometimes horrors of our teaching experience in the classroom. So we invite you to listen in and we invite you to give us feedback on what you hear. This is... See me after class. Welcome along to this week's See Me After Class. It's Chris. And Renee. And we're both here together, which is pretty special and somewhat unusual for us sometimes. And we thought that this week we had to start with something a little different. And we know, we've promised, we're going to actually talk about actual badges today. (laughs) But before we do, we thought we'd talk about cake. Absolutely. Chris, I hear you have quite the story about cake for this week. Oh my goodness, I do. In our school we have whānau, which is Māori for family, and that's essentially a form class, but there are vertical forms. So there are students in our group who are 11 years old right through to 18 years old, and they stay with you for the seven years that you have that they're at school. So the bond you build with these kids is pretty tremendous. You see them every day. <laughs> And as a function of that, our Fano has this culture now where we celebrate the birthday of anybody in the Fano. And because there's about 20 of us, that means, you know, a birthday every fortnight or so, <laughs> as it works out. But this week's birthday, Amelia's, was just the most gorgeous thing. Two of my Fano group, two girls who are currently aged 12, took the time to bake a cake and bring it in for everybody on our Fano Friday day. And my goodness, it was just the nicest gesture. And everybody was in love with each other that day. It's funny, Chris, because now that you're telling me this story, I'm remembering last Friday and I'm remembering you coming up from the staff room with this stack of plates under your chin and you laid them out around the inside tables in your classroom. Yeah. And um, I, I, have, I have to admit, I was kind of a little perplexed as to what you were doing with this giant stack of plates and spoons. Yeah, and yep, I was setting the scene for the arrival of the cake. <laughs> Isn't it just so amazing, though, that yep. we have these kids that are willing to put that, you know, it's a, it's a good hour or two baking a cake. It's not an easy task, and they've put that time in for their, for their whanau buddy. They do, and the, the scary thing now is that this week it's one of those girls' birthday, and I think, I think her expectations <laughs> are high. high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wrecking my brains. I have to get this right. Yeah, oh, no. I think that the spirit of giving is something that our stu- the students in our school really get behind. Mm. And I'm just thinking about uh, a couple of weeks ago, obviously, we had Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Chris is sitting there looking a little yeah. sceptical. <laughs> my grim views on <laughs> <laughs> Compulsory heterosexuality and Valentine's Day. <laughs> that aside, yep. um, my the, the leadership committee that I'm working with this year is all about service to, to, to the school and to others in the community. And something that they've done, I think, for the past I don't I don't know how many Valentine's Days it's been around since I first arrived here four years ago, um, is they deliver little anonymous chocolate packages around the school on that day and so friends can go and order um, little little 
uh, parcels to arrive in classes to their friends or their crush or somebody that they just admire. Or yourself, um, like you could buy one for or yourself. You, or you? somebody did, I think. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and she emailed me to ask me where her Valentine's Day package was because she was away that day. Oh, no. <laughs> and she knew it was coming. She knew it was coming and that's why she emailed. <laughs> that's very funny. Um, so yeah. it does happen. Um, but it's just a way of spreading the love and, and just, you know, having that spirit of giving within, within yeah. our school context. Well, the sharing of food comes up again because this weekend my triathlon club and I all travelled down to Amaru through the Waitaki Valley in order to compete in the South Island Champs. And one of the highlights of that, I mean, the whole thing was magnificent. <laughs> and we'll talk about the Waitaki Valley Can't itself wait. in a moment. But, but one of the highlights of that was actually our night over uh, where we stayed over in Omarama and everybody's sharing a meal, hanging out with each other, students, parents, teachers, and that kind of absolutely free conversation that emerges in those moments on trips where you're staying overnight together. Mm. And all the insights that you get into the lives of these people and also actually into the way we work in this school when you're talking to those students. And you'll be pleased because I captured some recording of some of that conversation. Yay! Oh, exciting. So here's some of that. In year seven I had Ruth and I already had a relationship with her and I, I had the best year. Year 10 I had the we had flued. I did so well in math. Like I got straight. Like I did well in math, and I, I mean, me, Mr. Crosby got along well. I enjoyed his class. But as soon as I got into Mr. Gore's class, the first day I knew that I wanted, I, I had made the right decision. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because the um, now I'm sounding like I'm doing my podcast. <laughs> 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 Look, I've got that voice on. I can hear it in my own voice. But then. <laughs> <laughs> this is no longer a natural conversation. This is now, this is now, this is now an interview. Transcription. Yeah. We started, we, we were talking about someone, and we're like, oh, we can't talk about them. <laughs> oh, no. This is now the Watercare Mac Triumph. That's right. That's right. But I mean, sorry, Harry got like a podcast. The reason that I was excited about you saying that though is that it goes with my thinking. I think that before you actually have to deal with all the technical aspects of teaching and learning and the content of the course, the relationship matters first. And that if you have an established trust relationship with a teacher, you don't even have to like them. You just have to know that they're interested in your well-being. Because I wanted to listen to you. I'd never wanted to listen before. I'll send you my papers now. <laughs> Three, it's on its own. Yeah, and you it's can... all about the key relationships. It's been yeah. really, really important. Yeah. Key to the learning environment. It's, it's huge. So it's really interesting to hear your point of view on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but I was just thinking about the other day and I was like... Yeah. But also the Waitaki Valley, it's where you grew up, right? Well, yeah, in in a sense, Amarama is a place that I visited every year, every summer holidays um, to go camping with my family. Mm. Um, My great-grandfather worked on the Waitaki um, Dam when it was first being... Which is one of my favourite dams. It's this Mm. beautiful building. Like, it's Mm, a stunning building, isn't it? Yes, it it is. I love those pieces of public architecture. And the thing about this valley is it's... In an alpine area, it's very barren mm. and it's just stunning. On Sunday, when we were coming, when we got up early to go to the triathlon, we drove down that valley. Oh, it's it about an amazing. hour and a half drive. The sun was coming up 
Yeah. I mean, we're almost in tears with the beauty oh, of it all. Absolutely. It's just the most beautiful, well, one of the most beautiful places on earth, I yeah. believe. And then driving back, and it's all, it's also, bar- there's no people. It's like, no. there's no population mm, there. Absolutely. So, yeah. It I'm, makes it more special. Oh, I love that about it. Yeah. And, and then on the way back, it was actually just really hot weather. It was in the 30s. and. Yeah. Did you stop for a swim? Oh, we didn't stop for a swim, but oh. we did stop for by a, a massive irrigation system and just sort of bathed in, in, in the irrigation in that the was shower. spilling over onto the onto the road. So oh, we took advantage of that. And and but just being in that heat, oh, it's just great. I, I know. Was, and yeah. we've got to count those days at the moment now. Mm-hmm. Sort of dwindling as we head towards autumn and I've definitely noticed that the mornings and evenings growing a lot cooler around here and you start to sort of yearn for those longer summer nights. Yeah. Which there are still a few of. There and we have some pretty of. great summer nights down this far south. Like it's still light at about quarter past, half past ten in the summer. Yes. So yeah. yeah, you get you get a lot done in a day. You definitely <laughs> do, absolutely. As we promised, this week's episode is all about the actual badges. And we've decided to deliver this to you by interviewing two of the people who have created the first badges on our system. And the first of these is Christina Gott. She's a maths teacher in the school and she's going to explain what she's just created. This badge is really designed for curriculum level five, about manipulate values less than one. So we're trying to design a badge around the skill of expressing values less than one. What have you decided to call it? Well, we started with food and laundry and moved on to eating our laundry or something (laughs) like that. And then... We decided money laundering was going to be a good name for this one. Awesome. So the kids in your class who end up being able to manipulate fractions, decimals and percentages yes, will become money launderers. And they will go home and tell their parents that they are learning how to money launder, how to (laughs) launder money. Yeah. (laughs) And did anything come up in the process of building a badge that was was new for you or that that moved your thinking on about, about your work at all? Well, always when we're trying to differentiate between skills and knowledge, it always makes me think very clearly, or it makes me it makes me really have to think about what it is that I'm doing. And where next for you? What do you want to do next in terms of your badge building? I would like to do a badge around reasoning and problem solving, mm. and then I'd like to do one one step lower than this one. So in curriculum level four the skills of just specifically fractions at curriculum level four. I'm so excited about the idea of you doing a reasoning badge. (laughs) I can't wait. So I'll be looking forward to that. Well, because that's always a thing in maths right now, like with the level ones, we're trying to explain them to show their work and their reasoning. Mm. And they, they really struggle when I, when I start to bring in reasoning and maths. Yeah. They, 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 why would I have to put words into it? This, why can't I just give you the answer? Yeah. And at the same time, I think our conversation led us to the conclusion that most of our society needs the logic that you learn in maths yeah. to function. We need to be able to organize our brains. Yeah. Oh, well, that's wonderful. We've got our question we might ask everyone, and that is, what are you reading at the moment? Uh, I'm, well, I'm reading three things. This week's listener, Grit by, I think it's Angela Duckworth or something like that. Yeah. And another one that I can't remember the title of. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. 
So three things at once. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. That's one third, one third, one third. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that's why it takes me a long time to read a book because I often get distracted and start another one halfway through it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This actual badge, the criteria by which you unlock it and exemplars of how work might unlock that badge will be soon available on the website where you find this podcast. Next up, we talk to Emily, who's a drama teacher, and she's looking to establish credentials in a completely different domain of student learning. So I'm excited because we started with a functional skills-based badge and that was on voice. And I think for me it really solidified that at times it's important to be quite simple mm. and achieve, achieve what is achievable and not add in the extra that I know is important but I'm not particularly needing to look for in this moment. So it really helped me to solidify that and I think the plan will be something that I can go off quite quickly and, in the, and put into action. Awesome. And, and the next step that we've decided on is for you to produce an exemplar, which in drama means what? It means I need to find the right moment in video or I need to source it elsewhere, perhaps even in a professional context. However, I think I'm probably quite excited to involve some of my seniors in this process so that that also is just bringing to their mind and attention some of the things that they should know really well by now mm. and why we're doing a purpose. So I'm hoping to capture some good rehearsals with them that are happening at the moment for some work they're preparing. And I think that could be a double-edged sword that works well for learning in general. Yeah, I love the idea of us actually collaborating with our own students to build yeah. this. I think it's wonderful. Um, in terms of the bigger picture, what do you hope this scheme's going to achieve for you? I think what the scheme is doing is bringing back to the forefront the everything that's important about why I turn up every day in my classroom and I think I've been guilty of forgetting about it myself under the pressure of all these things that we're supposed to achieve mm. in order of so-called fulfilling our role and forgetting about the everything that actually is greatly happening on a daily basis that we love and are impassioned by and never awarding that or bringing that to the forefront. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what that might look like in badge form. <laughs> I know. So yeah. we've been talking through some yeah. of those bigger picture things. Yeah. Um, I guess I like to use the word grit encapsulating a lot of the things that we need mm. and um, I yeah I hope that soon I'll be better at articulating it into that form yeah. rather just than just sensing it and knowing it as an as a knowing thing yeah great and hopefully this system will help you do that and our last question which we must ask everyone is what are you reading so I've been reading lots of plays yeah <laughs> and I love national theatre uh, short script plays. I've brought in two new uh, books for the last from the last couple of years of the compilations mm -hmm. because they're specifically written for youth, and I'm really excited by them. And I've also been slowly reading Shania Twain's <laughs> autobiography because I went to see her in concert and I wanted to revisit her and her life. And actually. I love her. She's an amazing person. Right. I never loved her music, but I see it in a whole new light now. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks for your time. Hi, this is Chris's phone. 
You can try and leave a message. Chris, you've just run past our office window with your tri-club in tow. I think you're on your weekly run looking at your calendar, but I'm sitting here after our second and final athletics day of the year. And you zipping past the window has reminded me just how many hats we wear as teachers. There are no two days that are ever the same um, in this job. And the roles we take on, I think, are just endless. Today I was a cheerleader, as I often am. Um, but we are also coaches and we're first aid officials and mediators. We're learners ourselves. We um, deal in public relations. We are shot put measurers and long jump flag wavers. Um, the list really truly does go on. And um, I'm just sitting here thinking that my favourite hat is still the English teacher hat. And this week, um, I think something really exciting happened in one of my year 10 classes. Our listeners um, are possibly aware at this point, as we've mentioned it before, um, but both both of our year 10 classes are studying Romeo and Juliet at the moment. And at the end of Act 1, something I'm trying this year is um, to get my class to recontextualise one of their favourite scenes in small groups. I mentioned that if they really wanted to challenge themselves, they might try to use some of the Shakespeare's language devices in their writing. Well, one group wrote their entire script <laughs> to rhyme and also um, included iambic pentameter for the um, prince's speech. Now, I've been told that it's not perfect, but I haven't sat down to count it out either. But it is definitely one of my proud teacher moments for the week for them to take something that we've really only touched on, um, find a little bit more out about it, and, and make it their own. It was pretty amazing. Renee, I'm really excited to hear that, and I'm also really excited to tell you that I'm building a badge for exactly that thing, where a group of students or an individual decides to grab a scene from a play and rewrite it in a new style using the features they're learning. So um, you're going to be able to unleash that badge on your own students very soon. The other thing was, just back to what we were talking about earlier in this podcast, it's now after the Friday of the birthday for Anna. And I have to say, our birthday party for Anna was amazing. Another one of the students stepped up, and the thing she decided that she'd organise for this student was a game where you essentially use that cream that comes in a can, put it on your arm, and then there's this elaborate slapping motion that launches the cream into the air, and then you have to try and eat it from the year. It's, it's a bit difficult to describe, but I tell you what, it was hilarious to do. So that was that birthday. This was an episode of See Me After Class with Renee and Chris. My Twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net. And mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week.